0: Recording from the heart of Providence, Rhode Island, you are listening to the Red Card Report podcast. If you like the show, head over to iTunes, leave us a review, and even share the podcast with your friends. Also, don't forget to hit the follow or subscribe button on any of your favorite podcast apps so you get all the latest updates and never miss an episode. Thanks for tuning in this week. We hope you enjoy the show. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Red Card Report podcast, mm-hmm. fellas. Today, today I wanted to talk about La Liga. We haven't really had the opportunity to talk about La Liga that much this year,
1: or we've just been ignoring them,
0: kind of a little, yeah, bit. A little we bit. we ignored. talked about them during yeah. the Champions we've League episodes. The, yeah, we've, so we've talked about a lot of Springs. the teams here and there. Yeah, because a lot of mainly because of the Champions League games. Um, but in terms of actual league play within La Liga, we haven't really touched on that at all. Yeah, you're right. Um, so today I wanted to, to take an opportunity to hit on most of those things. Um, in particular, I want to hit on Barcelona, Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid. And uh, the last one I wanted to hit on was Valencia. Okay.
2: Because they're sure.
0: a little far back in the standings this year. I think, uh, Rui, we, there's a seventh.
2: Well, right now they're in fifth place. They're one point behind Getafe. Oh, because, right, because they just, they just beat won. Real Madrid this afternoon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Huge, huge win. They really needed that because there's only just a few games left. Right. And you know Real Madrid is a You huge need all the points you can get. Sudan yeah. is back, and what a way to really claw your 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 way back into contention to fourth place. And I, in my opinion, I think that there's a good shot uh, for them to make it
1: fourth. Well, who do you want to
0: start off with first, Dylan?
2: Well, might as well just get Barcelona out of the, out of the way first. Okay, first
0: <laughs> the first, first
1: the first place team. Yeah, sure. First place
0: team. Start and, with the winners, or I should say, just the first place team. Yeah. Nothing's guaranteed, right? No. And so, you know, start with Barcelona. But there's no real surprise here. Of course, they're in first place. Quarterfinals for the Champions League against Manchester United coming up, and they're still in the Copa del uh, Copa del Rey playing against Valencia. My question, my biggest question, is: Do you think that they'll win the treble? This year, because I think for me personally, I think the league is kind of a done deal. I know Atletico still mathematically could come back. Um, give me your thoughts again. I, my biggest question is is regarding the treble, though.
1: Do you want to? Do you want to go first, Rui? Okay, I'll go. I'll go first.
0: Um,
1: is the treble possible? Yeah, I think I think it is possible. Uh, it's this is Barcelona we're talking about, one of the biggest clubs on the planet. Um, they are so well run that they can compete on all fronts every single year, but is the Champions League really within their grasp this year? I guess that that's the one trophy that, uh, I think that they would have like more trouble winning than the others. The Champions League is not an easy competition. It's a very difficult competition. Barcelona has a proven track record in it. I'm not saying they can't do it but i think that they will find it a lot harder to compete on that front this year with this team especially because they're not totally solid in in defense they're not they're not great they're not horrible but they're not great they let in plenty of goals and against a manchester united team that can surprise you as we've seen um i think that they'll they'll have their hands full in the champions league but if I had to give you an answer, I think that they can get a, a league and cup double, for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah no, I, I um, kind of somewhat agree. Um, Barcelona does have that amazing track record in the Champions League. It's a really uh, obviously the toughest competition to win. I mean, given the the teams that are still available in the tournament, I mean, we, we still have to wait and see how the quarterfinals um, are, are drawn up. So they still have quite a bit. Uh, they have to play against Manchester United, who've are a lot better obviously than when they started yeah from when they started this year and Porto and Liverpool are their potential next uh, opponents and Liverpool's a tough tough match and then if I'm going to guess who's going to go through the other um, the other side of the bracket Manchester City Juventus those two top teams that could really really give a, Cause a problem. problems well can cause problems for Barcelona, but Barcelona can also cause problems to them. Yeah, it's not really set in stone. I think Barcelona does have a really good chance mm-hmm. of winning it because they have that track record. That track record, they have that experience. So, you know, it, once it gets to the semifinals, when Barcelona, Manchester City, and uh, Juventus, and Probably Liverpool's gonna go through over Porto and to play against them. It's really it's really hard to guess who's gonna who's gonna go through. Um,
1: we'll have a better idea then, huh?
2: Yeah, if I had to choose, probably Barcelona because they have the track record. But it's really it's really hard to say. As for the league, yeah, I think it's pretty much set, all said and done. Yeah, they're gonna play against Atletico this weekend, and if Atletico somehow win at the Camp No, maybe it could shake things up. But at best, it'll be five points. With still a few games to go, it's it's yeah. a little. I don't see Barcelona coughing that up, and then against Valencia in the in the Copa del Rey, if they win the league and they're in the final at the position of the the at the time of the the final of the Copa del yeah. Rey, I think they're going to go all out to to make sure that they can win that treble. Yeah, I th- I think one thing. So it's that a we... pretty realistic shot. They've won it twice already. They're the only right. team to win the, the the treble multiple times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, you can't rule them out.
1: I think that one thing that we both also forgot to mention uh, there's a they have a certain player named uh, Lionel Messi who has been on fire lately. What was it, the last game that they played against Villarreal? He was he was on the bench, right for yeah, most of the, the game. Yep, and he came off the bench after an hour and just scored the goal, got them. Got them back he's in got, it. He's got 32 on the year right now.
2: 32 goals and 12 assists, just in the league. Just that's just not in the all league. competitions. Yep. The guys in incredible form, and you know, I, I was um, I was on the road at work listening to the game, and it was incredible because I was like four to two. They were up four to two. Villarreal with not much time left, and I was just like, wow, th- this is really going to shake up. Yeah, the, it, it, this is really going to shake up the you the know, chasing pack, the yeah. chasing pa- mm-hmm. uh, path for Atlético Madrid because at Barcelona drop points. Atlético Madrid will be three, uh, will be seven points behind, and then when they play them the following week, they could it narrow could it down to four. Yeah, that'd be huge. So I was just like, "Wow, this is this could be an exciting finish to the season," and then out of nowhere, Messi puts one away, and then Luis Suarez follows at the end of the game to 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 level it off. Yeah. It's just whenever you put that guy on the pitch, it's just anything is possible. Yep, messy magic. Team. He's just incredible. Yeah. Eight-goal Eight no,
1: thriller. I, that, if if you can watch replays of the game, watch it. Eight-goal thriller. It's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, personally, I don't think that they'll end up winning the treble. I actually have Manchester United upsetting them. You just want them. To in, yeah. uh, in the Champions League, so I don't think that they'll end up getting the treble. But the other two, I think that they'll secure pretty comfortably, both the league and... Um, and the Copa del Rey. Mm-hmm. Uh next on the list though is Atletico Madrid. And they are in second place uh with sixty two points right now. They, however, are knocked out of both the Champions League and the Copa del Rey. They were obviously knocked out by Juventus in the round of sixteen a couple of weeks ago. And they got knocked out by Girona uh
2: for the Copa del Rey. Who they just um, played yesterday and won. It was a nice little yeah, right? like- a nice little revenge match, I guess. <laughs> Um,
0: what do you guys think their chances are of of catching Barcelona?
2: Slim to none. Slim, slim, yeah, to none. slim yeah. to none. Yeah, it, I, I just don't see. I just don't yeah. see Barcelona just dropping these points. Yeah. Even if they beat them in Camp this weekend, I, I think it's obviously doable because Atletico is a really really strong team. Even though they're not. To the level that they were in the past, mm-hmm. they're still capable of of really disrupting the flow of uh, Barcelona, and you know their con- their counterattacks are are deadly, yeah, especially they're when they're on good. on the defensive end. their Their counterattacks are you know that's that's their that's their lifeline. Yep. So I think they can do it, but after that, it's I, I just don't see Barcelona coughing up uh, the, this league.
1: Yeah, the, with all those games left to play the the rest of their schedule I I don't see it either
2: yeah and they just have so much experience too so they can do it's it. really tough
0: yeah do you guys think that this could be the end of an era and I say that because Atletico Madrid has had so much success under Diego Simeone over the last few years um is, is this the end of that era that's a really good question um
1: If I had to give a yes or no answer, I would say, yeah, I think that I think an era is coming to a close. Um, I mean, Diego Godin was and still is kind of the spirit of that team, you know, you know what I mean? Like that, Mm -hmm. just that talisman of what that team sort of embodied, like that defensive grit. Um, and him leaving that's that's huge. Um, Felipe Luis, obviously, another big personality in that in that team um him not resigning is or leaving at the end of the season I should say is huge um and just the fact that some of those big names haven't put a pen to paper yet um whether or not they're waiting for a a better offer from the club if their agents are still having issues you know getting more money for them to stay mm-hmm. or whether the club still has you know enough money for them to to you know, give them a better contract. I, I don't know, but the fact that they haven't been totally eager to sign extensions yet definitely speaks to me of some sort of some sort of. There's a change happening. There's a change in the wind. You know, if you yeah. know what I mean.
0: In particularly in their defense, too. Particularly in right. the defense.
1: That's a. I mean, go. Just GoDin itself is huge. Oblak being uncertain, and Felipe Luiz, I would say those three are definitely the the three key players in that.
2: Yeah, Oblak's not destined to leave just yet. He's, yeah. He still has another year on his contract. Um, I, I think it's the end of an era in terms of This era of Gudin and Felipe Luis and Juan Fran and all the players that have been on this squad for just a long time and the key players that made this uh, this Atletico defense arguably the greatest well not the greatest the best and probably the most consistent that we've seen throughout the last seven years yeah obviously you can mention like Bayern Munich and 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 Barcelona and Juventus but you can really say that this team relied so much like that 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 area of the field was just a lot more valuable to that team than it was to any other than any other of the teams that I just mentioned. Yeah. Um so I don't think it it is the end of an era because all those players are they're, they're up in age, they're starting to to slow down, but I don't think it's the end of Diego Simeone of being successful at the club because the club sure. yeah. I I think the club is actually still going to continue to do well. There's still Making good decisions um, up in the board and trying to bring in new and young talent. Um, they just shipped out Lucas Hernandez mm-hmm. to Bayern yep. to Bayern Munich for a lot of money. For a lot of money, yeah. And this is money that they can they can go out and spend on young players or even solid stars that are willing to go and um and play Atletico Madrid. Um, my only thing is, I don't I don't believe they can still play the same style of football where it's this this parking the 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 bus strategy yeah. playing very not necessarily just parking the bus because they do very well on the attack when they're on their game. I mean we've seen in the past with Diego Costa having good seasons, even Fernando Torres and Griezmann finishing yeah th- finishing third for or one year and I think it was in tw- two thousand sixteen. He scored quite a few goals for the club. So they do get forward. Um but you know, I think just the players that 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 are leaving just meant so much to that to that system that it's really hard to replicate. Yeah. You know, and I I've, I've always said like, I I've always told you guys and I'm a real huge fan of Felipe Luis. I think he's been one of the most underrated fullbacks in the league. He's always been in the league, in the world. Yeah. And he's always just been overlooked. He's a great player.
1: Yeah, he is a really good player.
2: Defensively and getting mm-hmm. forward. Um, and it's hard to just find another player like that especially nowadays where fullbacks really aren't as great as they once were before
1: now they're hot it's a it's a hot position to try and to try and find you know an adequate replacement especially for someone like him they' right. the list is very very short
2: yeah especially when you see that Alexandro's not really having the best year this year same with Marcelo yep. David Alaba is not the same player that he once was due to injuries. Yeah. So it's it's really hard to to find these players and to duplicate the same system that they had. And Goudin how many that guy's a generational player. Yeah. A
1: generational defender for sure.
2: So I think that, I think Demi, uh, Simeone is a great coach. I think he's capable of of adjusting. I don't think he's just a a defensive minded, co- yeah, yeah, he prefers he prefers defense. That. But yeah. I think he can switch it up and add a little bit more offense, uh, more attacking style to his um to his coaching.
0: Yeah. Next on the list is uh Real Madrid and um uh, where to begin? But uh, right now they're sitting in third place with fifty seven <laughs> points. Um, they are not going to win the league. Not, they're, they're already out of the Champions League. They're already out of the Copa del Rey. No Ronaldo. Everyone's kind of playing like shit. <laughs> or, or was playing like or shit, was playing shit for a while. Like um, lack of depth. So, lack of depth. Solari wasn't working. So they got...
1: Yeah, little uh, Yeah, right before again. him.
2: And then Solari, which things like seemed better once he first took over, and then everything started tanking again. It's just they just cannot find their rhythm this year. They cannot find their rhythm whatsoever and you know not having Ronaldo I think Florentino Perez is really kicking himself yeah I think thinking he is that too. thinking that you can lay that responsibility on Bale to bring this team back to the top and what a huge loss he's been especially you know and also just having not having the right coach Zidane over the beginning of the season not being there was a huge loss because he was just so familiar with these group of players. Do you remember why he left in in the first place? Do yeah. either of you remember why he left? I think it was just play? him. Um, was he just tired? He was, no. Or? Well, he's originally like, yeah, I'm tired originally, of originally the his is. his reason his response was him not liking the direction. Well, not necessarily not liking the direction. He felt that Real Madrid um, needed to go in a different direction
1: you think he knew that Ronaldo I, was leaving? Yeah, he
2: definitely knew something was, was not right. And I think he was afraid. He, I think he was just afraid of what he could have done while he was there next year without Ronaldo. Okay. Making other decisions that makes, like that. Yeah, that makes sense. And now that, that Florentino Perez is really kicking himself, they did the right decision to go back to the Zidane and be like, hey, we're going to give you this and that these are all your responsibilities we're going to give you what you want to bring this club back cuz we need you and they've already they already put it out 500 million uh, euros for the for the off season for them to spend on
1: that's a fact too yeah
2: okay that's, and that's
0: 500 million so they've already signed uh, militao right yeah militao from, from, from porto yep so that's 500 million euros not including militao i
2: believe it's not including him
0: not including him. Yeah. And then who knows who they could unload during the offseason. That's like, what I'm curious about. You know, Bale, for example.
2: They're gonna have to
0: uh,
1: sell before they can buy, you know? Because they have a lot of big they have a lot of
0: big contracts oh, yeah. on that team.
2: Somehow they have to get rid of bail. I don't think it's gonna work out over there anymore.
0: Yeah. That was gonna be one of my next questions was you know, do you think he they should get rid of him? I and, think they and should. Not only do you think that they should get rid of him,
2: but who should replace him? Who, who else should they
0: bring in?
1: That's my question. I don't know who. I
2: don't know who's gonna buy Bale first. Exactly. He's just so expensive. Yeah, he's it's gonna be an expensive, expensive transfer, and it's also the the wages that that are gonna go along with this transfer. Yeah. Who's who can actually afford this guy? And does Bale really want to leave, despite getting paid so much money? So much money. You know. So uh, I think in in terms of like replacements. I think Real Madrid is going to be just fine because they can buy anyone. And I really like Vinicius Jr. Oh, yeah. He's a great kid. talent. I think he's the future of that, of he's that injured, club. He's injured, though, isn't he? Yeah he, got, yeah. he got hurt in the Champions League against Ajax. And, but he's been playing great. He's really getting up and down the flanks very well, creating opportunities, cutting inside and ripping shots into the into the box or crosses into the box and shots at goal. Um, I think he's gonna be really something special. So it's gonna take a little bit of time for him to grow and yeah, become he's still a world young. class player. He's 18, right? But uh, even if they get rid of Bale, there's players like Hazard, um, that that have been on their watch. Erickson from Tottenham, yeah. even Icardi to yeah, replace Benzema. They want. They also need to replace Benzema because he's getting up there in age, and he's obviously not the same per- player that he's been mm-hmm. over the years. So. They have a lot of shoes to fill, even in the midfield as well. Where, where Modric is Modric rumored to is really leave Cruz getting, too, yeah, in crisis, uh, wanting to leave. But another thing, Jaime Rodriguez is still at Bayern on loan, on loan, right? yeah, and he doesn't want to stay there, so they can they'll have him back for next year. He's still twenty eight years old. He's still a young player. He's still got quite a few uh, years left in the tank. I think they can be a very dominant team, but they really need to get they really need to work on their attack. Filling in the shoes that they need to replace.
1: Yeah, I'm just wondering. Would do you think Bale would take a pay cut to go back to Tottenham? I don't see it happening. But... I've,
0: I've always wanted him to go back to Tottenham because I think that's the one, the one thing that Tottenham's missing. Yeah, is, imagine this is, they is have. one of those elite type players, and I know Bale hasn't been elite like that over the last few years. Um, but we know what he, he was, can do, right? Oh, absolutely. right. We know what he can do. He's immensely talented. So I. For me, I just think he needs a change of scenery. Whatever, whatever it was, just isn't working in in Real Madrid. So he needs to go somewhere else. And whether that's back to the EPL, Tottenham, whether that's uh, I don't know,
2: anywhere. I don't think he'll take the pay cut. No, I think I think his just attitude is pretty poor. I think he's a little bit, uh, tad bit uh, arrogant. Maybe. Um, and he another another thing too. Well, how would can you, you communicate be well with your teammates when you can't even speak, speak the language? Yeah, I was just about to. I was of thinking the country about that, that. You've been living in for six years.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. been that long. For oh six my years? god, he yeah. doesn't know
2: Spanish. Six years. He doesn't years. even understand it. There was a video put out. Yeah. Uh, a couple of weeks ago. I think you even he showed like, it to he, me. He was like uh, hanging out with like some of the 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 teammates, and they one of them was just that one that doesn't know how to speak uh, English. Was saying something in Spanish and it was directed towards Bale, and then he was like, "I have no idea what he's saying." Yeah, yeah, no, that's a problem. Yeah, yeah, a little bit <laughs> so of an that, issue. That's got to that's got to affect you on the field. Yeah, not knowing the language and communicating with, yeah. with your teammates. Even Zidane, I he mean, doesn't he knows very little English.
1: So getting his point across to Bale would be a challenge too.
2: Yeah,
0: all that combined with just overall team chemistry. Yeah. You know what I mean? yeah, I mean, I mean, if you're going on road trips or whatever, um, it, it, it's just not the same having that language barrier, not being able to com- communicate with your teammates on a, a a more intimate level because of the the that barrier that language barrier. It that makes a huge difference.
1: It's going to be super interesting to see how Real Madrid sort of progresses this summer. You know, with the with the transfer window, that's what I'm looking forward to seeing.
2: Yeah, I'm 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 pretty excited to see what they're going to do, and I think they're going to be a really good team next year.
0: Oh, yeah, I mean, Real is always Real, so
2: they'll, yeah, they'll always have these few years.
0: Is there anyone in particular particular you'd like to see them go after?
2: Mm. Hazard, yeah, Hazard. Yeah, I would say Hazard, even Icardi too. Yeah, I,
1: I think, can see. I think Icardi
2: would do very well in, I the, think he in the Spanish well. league. I think he would pour in a lot of goals there. Mm-hmm. Especially if he, if you surround him with players like Hazard, um, Modric, Kreuz, even Vinicius yeah. Junior, I think he can really yeah, pour in do goals. some damage. He scores. He scored so many goals with Inter, with a team that, yeah, they they've been pretty decent over the last couple of years, but
0: but nowhere near
2: the service. nowhere near the service that he'll be getting at in um in a team like Real Madrid.
0: Yeah, yeah. One one last question before we move on to Valencia. Well, what do you guys think of Zidane's performance so far since he's been um, hired back as the manager of Real Madrid? How how many
1: games is he? Uh... Three. Three. That's what I thought, and he's won two, two out of three. Two out of three. They lost today.
2: Yep. To... They lost to Valencia today. That's always a tough. That's always a tough game for them.
1: Yeah, and they were away too.
2: Yes. Yep. So it's that's never an easy easy game for for either squad. Barcelona, Atletico, Real Madrid, yeah, one of the big. Valencia teams. Is, a, is a good good team, especially on this year. Strangely, on the defensive end, they've been incredible. Yeah, and this year they've been very poor on the on the attack.
1: Yeah, that is very true. They, I believe it's they only thirty
2: one goals that they put in this year. Yeah,
1: they couldn't. They, I remember we were having a similar conversation about them in the Champions League this year, and we were just like, they can't score. They weren't scoring goals. They were, they kept drawing games too. Uh, I mean, maybe we should save that for uh, when we talk about Valencia. But, um, no, we might as well t- transition into that now. I yeah, mean, yeah, if you want, sure. Um, yeah, I mean. I remember like I said at the, at the beginning that when we were talking about the Champions League because they were in the same group as Juventus um they at the beginning of the season they just couldn't get anything together. they were a train wreck of a team they they kept drawing or losing they were very poor very poor but then come come in January like the, the change of the year and we're there in a totally different spot they're the what, what they're in uh fifth I, think I think they're 5th place, right right place now they
2: haven't lost a single game in the second half of the season yeah they've um so, that so, far so, so that's far what happened so it has been 11 games they were 6 and 5
1: which isn't terrible
2: 6 wins f- 5 draws no absolutely. losses you're taking points in all those games you take that any day of the week absolutely much better than what they've been doing in the first half of the season mm-hmm. where they drew 11 times 16 times this this entire season now you just think about Just think about them actually performing to their expectation, to their potential. Because this team does have talent, especially on the attacking side. But this year, we just haven't seen it. Mm -hmm. Now, if we just put like four of those games, four of those games where they actually capitalize on their opportunities and put put the game away, we're talking about eight extra points.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: Instead of one, you're getting three.
0: Yeah, there might be ahead of Real Madrid. Yeah, yeah. If we're taught that, which would, would be a huge. couple of those games go the other way.
2: Yeah, and I believe you if know? they were in the same form as they were last season, they could have been, they could have been up there in second place.
0: Yeah. One of the things that's most interesting about Valencia this year is, even though they do not have a shot at the league title, they are still in contention for the Europa League, and then of course playing in the Copa del Rey final against Barcelona. Um, what do you think Valencia will put more effort into, the Europa League, or the Copa del Rey final, and or, and which one do you think that they should put more effort into? Which one do you think that they should go after?
2: I I would say I would say the Europa League, um, just in case if anything happens in the league where they just have a meltdown and they don't finish in the top four, mm-hmm. so that's another alternative for them that could bail them out and put them in the Champions League if they do win. Um, In my opinion, I think it's a little unlikely for them to win the Europa League. Yeah, because there's still Arsenal or or Napoli left, and there's still Chelsea, and there's Benfica as well, who who actually do pretty well in this tournament. So I wouldn't rely on it but um if they could ever get a chance of winning um if any team could ever get a chance of winning a uh, European silverware absolutely go for it but on top of uh, aside from that winning the the Copa del Rey against Barcelona and potentially playing them again next year in the Supercopa it's pretty sweet too
1: yeah that's a that's not not a only nice that but thing.
0: if if they could win the Copa del Rey over Barcelona and that could be that could be the... The spoiler? The spoiler, exactly, the for the treble.
2: That's got to yeah, be pretty sweet. That'd be pretty sweet, you know? too. That's what I
1: was thinking,
0: yeah. But
1: wh- which one do they put more effort into? That...
2: I, I I mean, I would say... I, I would obviously say the um, the, the Europa, Europa League, League, because there's still games to play. The um, the Copa del Rey... It's a one-off. It's a, it's, it's a final. It's a final. So they're already in there, and they're going to play, I believe it's in May. So it's just one game. I'm sure that when it comes to, to that point... They're gonna give everything on the pitch. So, to them, as of whoever, like I'm sure for Valencia fans, they prefer the European title. Um, But now that they have the opportunity to go against Barcelona and possibly spoil the trouble, trouble. Yeah, I think it'd be pretty sweet if they if they gave everything in that game.
1: Yeah, in the Copa del Rey final, I'm I'm gonna say I think that they should go all in on the Copa, just because winning over Barcelona would probably just be so sweet for them. Um, but that's not to say that uh, they should take it easy in the Europa League either. I don't think that. I, I think that they realize that too. Um, kind of going back to what you said, they have two games to play in the Europa League, so they can really give um, a good effort yeah. in that, as opposed to this one-off final. You know. Yeah, but,
2: and I, I'm I'm not writing them. I'm not writing them yeah, off yeah. for the Europa League because they really are playing much better in the mm-hmm. second half. And now that Gonzalo Gadge seems to have gotten all of his strength back because he's been injured all year long. And you, you can tell.
0: Me. You beat me to it. I was going to bring him up. <laughs> <Damn it.
2: laughs> so um, Portuguese he's been playing players. really well. He's... That's
0: why it's exactly I was excited to bring him up. Like, yeah. he's, he's one of ours. <laughs>
2: Damn. Damn. We're always we're always excited when the Portuguese do well. And today he scored a goal against Real Madrid, which was awesome. Um you know and he seems to like he's he seems like he's getting his form back where earlier this season he just didn't seem like himself and you can tell that there was something not right he wasn't 100% physically fit and he had a i believe he had a uh, i don't know if it was a quad or a groin injury in around october and november and then later on um, he had a sports hernia that had to be removed surgically removed Those are never so fine. he was out for 2 months after that and he got back on the uh, the training pitch in February, and now he really seems like he's getting settled in, and he's been playing pretty well. And he was a huge, huge factor last season to uh, Valencia's success. Yeah. You know, f- uh, five goals and nine assists, you know, and Valencia was a pretty, a pretty respectable attacking squad last year. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to rule them out. Um, I think they can do it, but it's going to be pretty tough, especially with teams like Arsenal, Chelsea, Benfica, and, yeah, and all uh, those guys, Napoli, and Napoli. Still, still around. Yeah.
0: All right, everyone. Thanks for joining us this week on the Red Card Report podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, head over to our iTunes and leave us a rating and a review. It really helps the show. Also, don't forget to hit the follow or subscribe button on any of your favorite podcast apps. You'll get all the latest updates and notifications. That way you'll never miss an episode of the show. Uh, Lastly, be sure to check us out and follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Our Instagram and Facebook are both at Red Card Report, and our Twitter account is at RCR underscore podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening, and join us next time for another edition of the Red Card Report.